Now we're talking. Now we're getting to some real political play. People are starting to wake up in the house. You and I just woke up. I'm John Shipley Hill. <laughs> and I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. Do you like how I'm playing like it's early in the morning when it's almost 9.30? Can I you tell that, we work night jobs? Yeah, that is early in the morning. Listen, like that's <laughs> no matter what you say, it is early in the morning. I stand by it early in the morning, up watching the challenge, up catching up on now episode 12 of the battle for a new champion, episode 272 of the You Killed It podcast. Sheldon, you made a mistake. It's it's not battle for a new champion. It's battle of the losers. I mean, listen, all I'll say is this is this episode, Queen B, Queen Michelle. That's all I'm going to say off the top. There's there's no losers in this episode. Uh, yes, there definitely is. <laughs> there firmly, firmly is. I mean, um, this episode, I really think should be like Michelle's challenge LinkedIn. Because this is just like a Michelle promo from front to back. And if you watch this episode from the beginning... You, you're not liking because you're just like, who is this person? Like she's feeling herself, right? And then the way that the whole thing plays out, you're kind of like, this is going to be great. This is going to be an epic like fall on her face. And no, that's what I'm saying. Like this, this is like her LinkedIn. This is like her like IG promo. This is like, hey, I'm that girl. She's really not though, Sheldon. No, no, no. I'm saying this is what this episode was though right like this is the, the that's what i said linkedin right linkedin is like your your promo of who you are who you want to project professionally and i think this episode is what michelle wants to project professionally that she is one of those top female challenge competitors like think about it she talked the start of this, this episode starts with her having a conversation in which she insinuates well, you know, maybe I could have volunteered to go down against Laurel and maybe that's something I could have done. It's like, get out of here. There's a 0% chance that that thought entered your mind that maybe you would have volunteered to go into the elimination against Laurel. <laughs> right? But this is this is what I'm saying. This is the narrative we're being spun. I did like when Olivia said, hey, you got to move on yeah. <laughs> if i'm talking about laurel yeah. um i did have to tell you though i don't i don't know what the reaction was like on your social media people loved our last episode of you killed it did you oh, know that sheldon i did not know that and i think it speaks volumes about what the season is like because they okay. they were more excited about us talking about the brunny and the maddie and getting into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City than they were about our, as usual, on-point analysis of the Challenge House. Let me read you something. Okay. From longtime listener and Torontonian, Julia Lamana. Okay. She says, listening to the new episode of the pod, and I'm dying at the bar scene segment. The Maddie is so iconic, but I've literally never been remotely sober there, so I had no idea it was three houses connected by bridges. <laughs> in my trunk mind, it's just all these stairs in one house that makes way more sense. Ha 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 ha. 
I once went during the day for day drinks, and speaking of puke, that is literally what it smells like, old beer and puke. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. You know, it's funny. So this week, or I guess yesterday, I recorded the football pod, for, and we we're talking about wild card weekend and football picks, and we we're talking about the Saturday night game. And the Saturday night game on wild card weekend normally – like there's just iconic moments that have happened on that Saturday night. We started talking about the tuck rule game and my co-host Matt was like, Oh, the tuck rule game. Like that was amazing. That's something where everybody knows exactly where they were when that happened. Cause that was just such a great moment. He's like, maybe you're out at a bar and I'm like, I was at the Brunny. <laughs> I remember <laughs> around the TV watching that because we're like wait is that a fumble is that not a fumble what's going on and obviously you can't hear there's no volume right <laughs> which is like everyone's just like hammered but trying to figure out what's going on but yeah no that was just pretty funny that brunny talk all of a sudden you know i can i can top that so i was considering going to mcgill mm -hmm. university that's montreal's anglo where one of it, montreal's anglo universities uh, for our American listeners. And my mom is from Montreal. Uh, my family, I still have lots of family, lots of cousins in Montreal, although we are new some Mozi Tangle, we're Anglos. And so uh, I was in Montreal that weekend to tour Montreal or to tour McGill and to mm -hmm. spend time with my extended family. Okay. And because I was 18, like you at that time, uh, my older cousins took me to a Montreal bar because, hey. but when I say a Montreal bar, it was a Shattagy bar. So off the Island yeah, in the suburb of Shattagy, a bar, an Anglo bar called the Alibi, which is <laughs> already gives you a sense of the tone. Yeah. It had uh, lawn furniture for the seats, like mm -hmm. for all the furniture and we watched this game in the snow. And of course, because it was in Boston, the like same weather patterns in Montreal, right? So we were getting yeah. hit with the same snowstorm at the same time. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was a, so just good. a wild night with my uh, older cousins in this shitty Anglo Montreal bar. Montreal. I have another list. I have a, another listener comment though. Diane Ring says the Venn diagram of my interests slash life on the You Killed It pod this week was almost too much. The Brunny and Madison updates, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I almost forgot I tune in for the challenge commentary, which <laughs> the season of losers is getting slow. I need some toss up to happen. Uh, that's pretty good. Thank you, Julia. And thank you, Diane. We have another listener comment towards the end of the show. I almost Bye. forgot about our Brunny like deep dive, and I was t I talked about my uncle, right? Like telling me about when they first came here, they first yeah, came yeah. to Toronto. Wow, like that all was just coming back to me as you're reading that comment. I was like, oh yeah, we did talk about all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great times on the You Killed It pod. You know, we do what we can. We do what we can. We have a good time. <laughs> we do. You know, I, who's I honestly. Uh -huh. So I know I know we're two guys, and apparently what guys of our age do is just create podcasts. But you know what we should do? <laughs> we should make a Brunny and Maddie podcast where we just interview people about their stories from the Brunny and the Maddie. 
you can't say these things into a microphone okay <laughs> like as someone who creates content do you know the amount of things that i have like written down or typed out or the amount of times i'm on a podcast and i stop myself from giving away ideas for free can't do it man can't give you know that what? away Honestly, Sheldon, I'm so busy, I couldn't have realistically done this anyway. So I don't mind putting it out into the ether. Listen, that's one that you send me to the inbox, okay? <laughs> and I can figure out the timing of it all. Okay. Well, now now this is just motivation. Now you just have to beat the comp. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, speaking of getting things to your inbox, Narice, I think the interesting part off the front end, unless I'm skipping something, but I feel like Narice getting messages to her inbox from her fam video chat. And that was interesting because I have a lot of questions about this. Her family, she's telling her family that she's seeing Horacio. I, I don't know if it's her mom or sister or whoever it is. They are very excited that uh, she's seeing Horacio. She's like, oh, he's cute, um, which I thought was hilarious. But then whoever it is her brother or i don't did they clarify who it was she was actually talking to it just said i, I assumed it was his, her brother but i also was like wait who is this guy yeah because he didn't actually show them either which no. normally they would show like the video side of it but anyways um she gets informed that olivia's been talking shit about narice and she says that narice is fake she's broke and she's using her for the game and i'm thinking okay if I'm Narice, I'm flipping out. But Narice seems to take this, like, she seems pretty, like, calm and cool about it. Were you stunned by that? That she remained calm? Yeah. No, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Narice is not dumb. Mm -hmm. Narice is pretty smart. Correct. I think, I think she smelled that something was up, and so she didn't freak out because it just confirmed some thoughts that she had. Mm. finally hard evidence from someone she trusts someone who is a hundred percent in her corner mm -hmm. right and she's and it's just like ah yes i thought i thought as i thought so as much you know yeah what i found surprising was they've been in this house for what five weeks okay they're not allowed to be on social media during that time right mm-hmm mm-hmm so who is Olivia talking shit to that Narisa's brother would have heard about it? Yeah, that's the other part I don't get. Like, is it stuff from prior seasons? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it stuff that's just like, you know, stuff that's maybe making it onto social media, but from prior seasons, you know, that's leaking to them now? Because the other part is somehow when they're filming – there are leaks that happen, right? Like yeah. We get updates and we'll see things and I always try to skip by it, but we find out things from, you know, Twitter accounts or whatever about what's going on as they're recording. So maybe it was something like that, you know, something that happened that, that leaked out that then was reported. I don't know. I don't because know. It's not like they shown that much this season, like the stuff that was said, that part wasn't shown this season right no. so again i don't know how that person would know well if it was if it was something that had happened on camera production would have shown us at that moment like they would have cut to it yeah. right they would have done the like grainy this is a flashback at it mm -hmm. 
so and like i i mean i have to admit i don't follow their social media super closely but i know a couple episodes ago on you killed it i told you that those two don't like each other but that was yeah. currently that was in like december 2023 yeah this was filmed in like october 2023 and like up to that point i mean they're in an alliance together they're renting the house together in part. So I'm, I don't, I don't understand what happened. Like I need more details. We need to get Narisa's brother, her male <laughs> relative on the show on you killed it. We need some forensics on this Shelly. Or do you know who it could have been gossiping? It could be Nelson. Cause maybe someone's still close with Nelson. Nelson finds out from someone else who's in the house. That's like, Hey, She's talking smack, blah, blah, blah. And then Nelson relays it to the fam in case he's like, hey, if you guys end up talking to Narice, let her know this is what's going on. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the other thing is Nelson's got his own problems right now. We haven't talked about it on You Killed It. But Nelson, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure, is really plugged into the world of uh, challenge gossip. Maybe he's making Fair. time. Uh, for listeners who are not aware, Nelson was in a car accident mm-hmm. and his foot has sustained catastrophic damage and it might have to be amputated. As we record this January 12th, it has not been amputated. But yeah. he also recently revealed that he was actually drunk behind the wheel and had oh, wow. a legal settlement. And that's why he couldn't talk about it. But like he's. So he's owning his part in it that he was irresponsible and, and drank behind the wheel. Yeah. All this to say is I'm not sure how plugged into this situation Nelson is. I hear what fair. you're saying. Like totally he, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also totally. don't know the timeline. This might have happened before his car accident. And like for all our making fun of Nelson over the years, I'm so sorry that this has happened to him. And I'm even more sorry for whoever it was he hit who we had to have the settlement within because like, it's just a terrible situation. And I hope this is the wake up call he needs to address his drinking and maybe make healthier life decisions. Cause it's just, it's a sad situation all around. Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree and co-sign everything that you said, that you just said. Uh, sorry to be a downer, but you mentioned no, no, Nelson, no. we got to talk about it for sure. For sure. On a nighter, uh, on a lighter note, we got to talk about. There's this scene where Narice and Olivia, and of course Michelle, somehow interjects herself, and uh, I think it's, Queen B. Oh, don't start! Don't be that guy. <laughs> and Michelle says, "I think it was Michelle." Asks Narice, "Hey, how do you feel about Horacio working out with Zara?" Yeah, which is such a pot stirring question. Like that's Definitely. not that's not a kind question to anyone involved. Yeah, she knows what she's doing there. And I find it super interesting because Narice's response is like it seemed real. And I think like that's why Narice is liked. And I think I feel like there's a, a fan upswell of people liking Narice on this yeah. season. But uh that her reaction to this conversation is why people are liking her because she simply says, first off, like I have platonic male friends myself. I trust Mm -hmm. him. I trust her. We're in a house together. So I don't expect to be with them like all the time anyways. And I'm super secure in myself. And I just thought check 
check, check, yeah. check, check. Ultimate right. green flag. Just like yeah. a green flag response from Nerese. Yeah. And I know earlier in the season, you were a little doubtful if they're the real deal. I, mm-hmm. When like I heard her response, I'm like, I hope that's like, I hope Sheldon sees like what a real response that was. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And also, and say what you will on. about Horacio. Yeah. 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 Is there anyone more loyal and honest? For sure. <laughs> I, I also just think that like, you know, what like would you think is happening? Like you're in a house together with a bunch of other people and cameras, right? Yeah. So if he's hanging out with someone else, he has other friends in the house. Like, what do you think they're doing? Like sneaking off and like hooking up in in the corner and like nobody's going to like what? But I think that's why the last point is so important. She's like, I'm secure in myself, meaning like yeah. she knows how bad she is, right? Yeah. So like I'm good. I just thought that was a great response. We also, okay, it took weeks, maybe a month mm-hmm. for Nerese and Horacio to even kiss. Yeah. This is not a guy who's that's going true. around hooking up with it. He's not a Manuel. <laughs> right yes like he, this true. is a man who could have made out with Nerese m- weeks earlier yeah. and chose not to yeah resisted temptation and like not that Sarah's a bad looking woman at all everyone mm-hmm. in this house is attractive yeah but like come on Take, no, give sure. give Horatio some give Zara some credit too, who seems like a very decent, like straightforward person as well. Like yeah, just just a shot across the bow. But the the other part though people. is as good as Narice's response was to the conversation, Olivia's response was the complete opposite of horrible. Right? She was just like, oh, I don't really know. Like she seems more mad about it than Narice's, which makes no sense because. Why would you even be mad that he's hanging out with Zara more? Like that makes no sense that Olivia is more mad about it than Narice. But also Narice in her confessional says, don't put your insecurities on me. Yeah. And again, check <laughs> great let's, response. Cause it's the truth. Let's just talk about all the Olivia Horacio stuff right now. Yeah. Because it's sort of, it's one of the like B or C plots of this episode. And like, we could, just, yep. we could just, get it all done right now yep olivia's the problem well yeah full stop Mm -hmm. if she's concerned that horacio is not speaking with her why hasn't she she spoken to him she's spoken to everyone in the house about it except for horacio yeah it takes two to tango it takes and like this is being cut with him saying to Zara, like, yeah, Olivia's my number one. I'll never say her name. Yeah. And, like, I liked what Nari said. Like, you should give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, it's Horacio. Yeah. Like, he is such a, like, loyal, honest, almost naive person. Mm-hmm. You're just tripping over shadows. Yeah, and she's super mad just because he didn't tell her that he was coming on this season to which Narice has an explanation in terms of like, well, he didn't know until like right before, like a week before. And so yeah. like, and also like, who cares? Like, that's like, 
that means that you guys aren't cool. You guys aren't friends. Like, what did you need to come up with a game plan a month before coming on the show? Like you could see each other in the airport and then be like, all right, Hey, we're both here. Awesome. Great. Surprise. <laughs> I think the biggest <laughs> thing from Olivia, it's her insecurity and in her conversation with Jay, another very insecure person. Um, I think Olivia pretty much like, you know, Narice's read on it is right. Olivia's super insecure about the fact that, she didn't feel like she held up her end and she lost the final for Horacio. That's mm-hmm. what's in her mind, right? She says that. She says she felt like Horacio carried her last season. I mean, which is true. And despite what Jay's saying, where Jay, for some reason, is like, oh, the only reason that we kept you. And I'm like, who's we? <laughs> like, <laughs> where? Like, I'm watching that conversation. I'm like, what is Jay talking about? What do you mean we kept you around was because of you, Olivia? Like, who did Jay keep around? Jay wasn't calling any shots in the house that season. What is he talking about? He wasn't in the final. He didn't make a deep run. But he's like, it was all because of you. You had the social game. And maybe he helped on the challenges. Like, uh, the challenges are a pretty important part, right, of staying in the game. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. But, you know, you could tell it's insecurity because as Jay's feeding her this BS, she's gobbling it up and being like, oh, yeah, you're right, Jay, you're right. So it is all just about insecurity. And the fact that Jay is able to, like, just throw out this BS and she's gobbling it up shows what she's missing, what she needs from Horacio. She needed that partner to be, you know, boosting her up a little, you know, to giving her encouraging words to build her up a little. And without that, that's where you get these insecure feelings. I also, I mean, first of all, Jay is clearly manipulating Olivia here, right? Like he, he, Horacio, he knows is his biggest competition. Yep. And he's, you know, he's doing what he can to uh, eliminate Horacio's uh, possible supporters. But also, what he's describing is revisionist history. Because what happened in Rider Dies, let us not forget, is that Horacio and Olivia were the ones who eliminated Jay and Michelle. Ding, ding, ding. Right. And it was because, first of all, Horacio and Olivia went in all the time. <laughs> like they went in constantly. So they weren't really protected. Right. They went in against uh, Tamara and Turbo. They went in against Johnny and Raven. And then they went in against Jay and Michelle. And then later, Horacio went in against Kenny. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Horacio went in against Jordan. Yep. So, like, they weren't getting protected. Horacio and Olivia went in twice. Before yeah. they went in against Jay and Michelle. And you'll recall, Jay and Michelle were super salty because the entire house made a point of being so noisy that they couldn't hear each other speak. Exactly. So, for that's now, not what happened. For him, for him to be sitting here like, well, you know, we kept you around. The reason why you guys were protected was because of you. And it's like, who's we? You did no protecting. You couldn't even protect yourself. They weren't Benny. protected is also my point. They went in yeah. all the time. Like yeah. the why the reason why they did everyone loves and respects Horacio and Olivia is because they did so well in their rookie seasons, constantly being nominated and coming back out. Yeah, definitely. But again, like this is gonna sound weird, 
but I wonder it. I should we should save this conversation and write this down for like the end of the season. In terms of, are there different producers working on this show? Because Ooh. the whole vibe of everything seems a little different. And even just letting Jay spew off this whole thing that's a blatant lie that like anybody who watched this show would be immediately be like, wait, what? What are we talking about right now? Like that would never make the show. And if it because uh, in reality, if he was telling something that was the truth, they would flash back to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyways, let's let's move on because we could stay here and crush this for a while. But the actual challenge, the daily challenge. What did you think of this daily challenge? Because it was pretty cool in terms of it. them up being up on the platform and you had to maneuver it and push basically the other team of four off of said platform above the water. So it's called, yeah, we all fall down. Um, I liked it. I thought it was cinematic. I thought it had interesting strategy. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked good, right? Different teams were trying to do different things. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the significant thing coming out of this is that, uh, I got to check my notes here. Well, um, first off, hold on. Before we get into the actual challenge, though, I thought it was fun. The Michelle down that took yeah. place before the challenge started. Yeah, that's what I, was I guess Kylan asks Kylan asks Mariah if she thinks Michelle would throw the challenge. Mariah then tells Michelle, to which Michelle freaks out at the insinuation that she would throw the challenge. And to be honest, I'm with Michelle here, right? Because like. Yo, we're above, like, to try to throw something where we're above water and, like, this is a dangerous challenge. And Michelle's not even, like, good. Like, let's be honest. She's not really good enough to be out here, like, throwing challenges like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I, I would be mad, too, at the insinuation. Because, let's be honest, their gameplay is not that good to be throwing challenges to try to manipulate the game like that. That's not the style of play or the level of challenge competition that we're seeing this season. Sheldon, in the confessional before that Michelle down, she even says, I'm on a team with Kylan and James who are not playing my game. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to see our team win. Like Kylan, yeah, but- Kylan's not tightly entirely out of pocket for being like "Mm, i don't feel great about this person being on my team okay but is so further to the terrible gameplay is the right gameplay then to ask mariah who obviously is close to michelle and would bring it up like that's also not good gameplay no that was stupid and (laughs) he probably should have just said it to james sure who's smarter and not (laughs) playing with michelle how would Michelle throw this? Like you would have to like not try to push it and then be the first one off. Like I don't. I like, mean, it'd be such a messed up challenge to try to throw. You just you just do what Corey did. <laughs> do you think Corey tried to throw it? No, I just think Corey's bad. Fair. But like you just like at one point Corey like threw up his hands in frustration. Yeah, when he was supposed to be pushing on the wall, I'm like buddy, you should be in constant contact with the wall. Yeah. It was weird. It was very weird. Nerys not happy with Corey. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a pretty cool challenge. And it ends up being Team Zara winning. And, you know, Zara's team is Zara, Berna, Horacio, and Ed that win. And they get thrown a curveball. A surprise, surprise. It's a women's elimination when everyone assumed it was going to be a male elimination. So 
they have this like odd debate over who should be the person going in. And Berna, I mean, Berna is the one that gave the quote of, well, not Michelle. Michelle is my queen. <laughs> but that whole debate over who to put in, it ends up being a, a, a vote essentially between Raven or Colleen. The vote ends up being three to one in favor of Raven. So Colleen ends up being the vote going right in. Now, what did you make of Colleen's reaction to this whole thing? Because she ends up being super mad. She ends up trying to like huddle up with certain people to try to get them to change, you know, and be like, we need to start going at these people who are running the house. And it's Michelle, Olivia, Jay, and Narice. Like, what did you make of Olivia's or not Olivia of Colleen's gameplay here? I mean, she's the only one talking sense. True. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I don't think she's going about it correctly like she's sort of speaking to people indiscriminately like she's not she's done all this work where she's figured out who's in an alliance with with those people and like that's great but like it's she's going about it wrong like her her detective work such as it is i think is um it's horrible I mean, she's everything she said is correct. No, no, no. But my beef is you're telling this to Asaf. First off, you're telling this to a Manuel who's useless in this situation because like yeah. he's not going to be able to do anything. So like, what's the point in you telling him? And then you're telling it to Asaf who is in a three person, a four person alliance with three of the four people that you just listed. That's not good detective work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, that's a fair point. <laughs> but like at least she's the only one being like hey guys and like the way she framed it was i shouldn't be going in where it yeah. should be like you guys have to stop doing their dirty work like don't make it about yourself but like yeah 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 true 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 people are motivated um, by their own self-interest like appeal to that colleen Good advice. Very good advice. Asaf obviously goes back and tells Jay and Michelle this whole information. Ed is telling Michelle that he thinks Horacio is coming for Michelle. Michelle then says one of her lines of the episode. She says the worker bees are trying to come for the queen bee. <laughs> I was like, hold on. The only queen bees I know are Lil' Kim and Beyonce, okay? <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Michelle, I don't know if you fit into that swag. You know, I don't know if you make the podium there behind Lil' Kim and Beyonce. But, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. I'm trying to ride for you here, Michelle. But you're making it difficult for me when you say things like that. It's so... Michelle's whole game and Jay's whole game. Like, I hate them so much, Sheldon. I want them <laughs> off the show in the worst way. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is hilarious. It is actually hilarious. So we end up going to the deliberation. Deliberation goes pretty smoothly. Like, it ends up being Raven. Raven ends up being sent into the elimination with Colleen. Um, and essentially what ends up happening there right is we get cara maria coming out did we we knew that cara was coming out right like they promoted it as yeah. such just like they promoted laurel coming out but we gotta give tj this is my real line of the episode because tj just spitting facts he says cara is 100 my favorite competitor absolute savage 14 challenges nine finals 19 eliminations in which she's won 
13 <laughs> of the 19 eliminations. Like this whole uh, twist is made for Kara. Right? So I have a question about that. Our listener, longtime listener, uh, Holly McNeil says, is it just me or are the chaos eliminations lame as fuck? It's like they're stacking the deck against the champs. All the elims are boring and basic and seem catered to the house side of things. Is it because they have no money left? So what I think is happening, and when I put my producer hat on here, you have to, so what you need to be doing, like it's cool that you're having the champs come back, but you don't really want the champs to just be crushing them because then that, you know, like minimizes the appeal of all the regular people that are on the show. So if like week after week, it was just Kara coming in, CT coming in and just smashing them, we're left watching these people that aren't that good. And I mean, mm -hmm. listen, we're already watching that, but you don't need to like double down on that and have Kara just like run over Michelle in a hall brawl. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I would like to see that for sure. But I, listen, I'll be honest, though, this elimination, I thought I honestly thought that this elimination, she was going to run over Michelle in just the way that it went down. But I don't we can't skip over just like how this hall, this all played out in terms of. Kara, first off, as she comes in. Sorry, did I answer the question? Well, I mean, I, I just, I want to say, I do feel like, I, and I've said this on You Killed It a couple times, I feel like their order of eliminations got thrown off because Johnny Bananas allegedly left production. Okay. I'm sure that that segment has now been passed over, like they're past that point. Um, and I do wonder, so like, I think, I think Holly's onto something at least part of the time that, you know, early on, it seemed like the eliminations were specifically catered to the, uh, the champions. And now they, it's a little more tilted in the other direction. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also agree with what you're saying that they sort of have to like this season is supposed to be about crowning a new champion. Mm -hmm. and like if they just come like have all these past champions come through and dummy the house over and over again like i bet at one point in like as the show was being produced they're like oh the champions are like actually ruining these people <laughs> right because yeah. they lost some like big names right like kieran and callum were supposed to be two of the like biggest mm -hmm. best of the house has to offer and they looked bad yeah right no, for sure yeah i just think too that you know at the end of the day like if i'm framing someone who's going to win this season the whole purpose of this season is to kind of take this challenge brand into a new era of having mm -hmm. some of these people be the faces so you need to make them look good Right. And so that's why I think you're seeing some easier challenges that they might be better at competing at. But I love this, how this all played out, just because Kara obviously being in the elimination and seeing Colleen and uh, Raven be down there multiple times, she relates to them because she's been in that scenario where she's constantly being thrown in eliminations and she won. So I thought that was all kind of cool how that went down. 
in terms of her relating to them and immediately being like, oh, if I get the the chaos, like I'm picking someone who hasn't been down yet. And she looks up and refers to Michelle as orange shirt, <laughs> like orange shirt. If I get chaos, which one of you are coming down? And Michelle tries to do what Michelle's done this whole season, which is, you know, sit on the fence, try to play coy. And Carl's like, no, 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 no. See, it's going to be you. I just love how Cara called it out. She's like, see, that's why you guys don't make it to the end. And she's kind of right. You know what I mean? Like, she's kind of right. At a certain point, you got to make these like tough calls and hard decisions and not try to play nice to everyone. So I thought that was dope. And when she, at that point, I was like, oh, she's definitely pulling the chaos. What was your oh, reaction yeah. to that? Her pulling the chaos? I got to tell you. It seems like she knew which one to pull. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if they're going to do that, they can only do that like once. Do you know what I mean? So they didn't do it with Laurel because that would be too obvious. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, it, it makes sense if that was a production wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But uh, in terms of this elimination, I thought it was pretty cool. And I thought Kara was going to win because, as she said, it was a CrossFit challenge, essentially, right? But credit where credit is due to Michelle because she was getting whooped early because Kara was, like, dominating and moving the blocks. It just Kara was moving the blocks but not doing them in any order. And because she was just moving them around and not moving them in any order, it left room for Michelle, if you were more strategic, right, to just do a better job of placing the puzzle pieces where they needed to be. And that ended up being the difference is I thought Michelle was done. I thought Michelle had no chance. And I thought instead, Michelle was done too. It looked like she was giving up at one point because uh, she was not up to the physical task of flipping the the boxes. And like the whole house was rooting for her. Yeah. But they should be paying attention. Like, do you want to run a final with her? Yeah. If you're a guy, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I'd want to be partnered with someone who was gassing out that quickly. And I loved when Kara moved and left one of her boxes in the way of Michelle. Yeah. I wish they would have shown her having to like move an- around it, but they only sort of like had one brief clip of her having to move around it. Yeah. No, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was an awesome elimination. I almost wish that they had left more time for the elimination because I wanted to see more of the struggle of moving all the blocks. But either way, Michelle wins. And when you win something like that, especially after all the trash talk from Kara, which, you know, Kara gets to talk the trash, like Michelle, celebrate, you know, show out. This is your episode right? Like she gets to stand and celebrate and like get carried off and like more power to Michelle. This was her episode. I disagree, Sheldon. This is, this is, you know, hubris before the fall. The house is slowly, finally turning on her and Jay. Mm -hmm. They're waking up to the fact, and we sort of glossed over it, but there's an important conversation between Colleen and Kyland. Where they're like, we gotta, like, there's no reason why we can't vote against these people. Yeah. No, definitely. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week once they realize the numbers and the breakdown and all that for sure. Well, and even in jury nominations, Corey says, I'm voting for you, Raven, because I'm a pussy. But he acknowledges that there's 
someone else in the house he could have voted for who's just surrounded by friends. Yeah. Like the blood is in the water and I am here for it. Yeah. No, super interesting, but it's a guy's week next week, I assume. So it, it is because we know who the, the champion that's coming in is. Oh, I haven't um, seen that yet, but. Oh, you can guess. Here's a hint. It's the final one. Oh, it is? Champions. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I skipped over it, but <laughs> my line of the episode is when Cara Maria said, I blockhead Maria. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty funny. Uh, I think I know the answer, and I, I think it's going to annoy me. Who killed it for you this week, Sheldon? There's only one answer. Like, it has to be Michelle. Like, nobody expected Michelle to beat Kara in an elimination. Nobody would have expected that. She was losing at the beginning of the elimination. Everybody's starting to come for her in the house, and then Kara comes in to come for her in the elimination, and yet... Above everything else, she finds a way to get it done. Like, credit where credit is due. This is the Michelle episode. She won. She's the queen bee for this episode. She killed it. See, Sheldon, I'm an original thinker. I think outside the box. So I'll tell you who won. Or a hater, but, you know. I'm both. I can be both. (laughs) The house killed it this week. Because they're finally playing intelligently. They're starting to come around. But they didn't do anything. The house didn't do anything. No, we're set up for success. Oh. We're set up for Jay and or Michelle to finally get eliminated. And I cannot wait. All right. All right. If you say so. (laughs) Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Huge thanks to all the people liking and subscribing to the pod. Wherever you listen to the pod, we like your comments and questions. So keep sending them along. Rate, review, all that fun stuff. Because that's how you support the movement that is You Killed It Pod. So we appreciate you. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, on threads at J Chidley Hill. But also last week I invited people to follow me on Goodreads. And as far as I can tell, only one person did. So I want to give a shout out to Jocelyn from Schenectady, New York. Yay. Please join me on Goodreads. Let's be educated. Let's educate ourselves, Sheldon. I also I should also say I have a letterboxed account, but that app, the user interface is really difficult. And like I don't I don't know how you would find me. I guess try John Chidley Hill, Jay Chidley Hill, letterboxed. I don't okay. know. Try. But I'm easier to find on Goodreads. Let's let's read together, Sheldon. Deal. Just take a look. It's in a book. The Reading Rainbow. The Reading Rainbow. Until next week. This was you killed it. You killed it.